the hell is going up, everybody? Welcome back to Mad Yet Mighty. This is episode 24. I'm your host, Megan Cipollone. Um, It is January 16th, and we first, or just had our first snow. And I don't know about you all, but um, I was a little, I was excited. I was ready for a little snow in Cincinnati. Um. I enjoy, I'm somebody who actually like enjoys seasons. Like I enjoy the change. I enjoy, I get, I get bored really easily or I just, I like, I like the difference. Like, and I'm also someone who's not bothered by like cooler weather. Like I can handle thirties. I can mate like low thirties. I can even handle, but any lower, that's when it, it does get, it does get uncomfortable. It does get miserable. Now with that being said of how I can do like the coolness of it, because I get hot and I feel like I'm a menopausal woman, even though I'm like 27. So riddle me this, but when it's like, I don't know, it's, it's the whole, the only thing about winter that's just, ugh, is the, is the darkness, the darkness that happens so early, and oh, I just, it, it makes your days short when you want to go outside and walk with your dog, you're also scared, and you don't want to go out because it's dark, and mad. but we had our first snow, and, um, for for this gal, I was excited because um, I got to have my first my first little bite, my first little bite of the winter, and um, yeah, I'm 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 saying exactly what you're thinking. I got to eat my first snow of winter, and I was so excited. I um I enjoy a good a good handful of snow. I don't know about you, but I sure as shit do. And there's, you know, and you have to be really, really careful about it. You know, you have to be, I'm not just grabbing a handful of snow from an unknown place. You have to, you have to scope out your surroundings. You have to make sure that what you're ingesting um, is not anywhere near um, shit or um, anywhere near any kind of gross. So it's, what I'm, you just do a nice graze off the top. If you do a nice graze off the top, you can get some nice snow. And you know what? I, I don't think I'll ever stop. Like I just, some people say that it's disgusting and there's germs. And I'm like, there is literally germs all over me right now. There is germs everywhere. I, you know, I'll admit I've double dipped a chip once or twice in my day. I've double dipped a chip. I've, I've, you know, might as well just come out and say it. Might as well just, might as well just cut the shit and come out and say it. I've eaten a couple things off the ground and some people might be squirming and some people might just be nodding with me like, okay, so maybe not. I guess I just, in my mind, I just don't think of a big, I just don't think it's a big deal. I, I've, I don't, I'm not, I guess I'm not a super germaphobe, but I had my first nice snow and it was delicious. What would have made it way better would have been a nice can of Coca-Cola Classic drizzled over it with a nice little snow slushy. Take that and try it. Um, it's phenomenal. So yeah, it snowed. It snowed here in Cincinnati. So at least it's like like a chain of a change of scenery. You know, every every now and then we need a little change of scenery. If it's gonna be gray and if it's gonna be gross and if it's gonna rain, I'd I'd rather just have some pretty snow on the ground. That's just me. So I'm actually rather enjoying this right now. But I'm sure probably in the next couple of weeks. And I think Groundhog Day is coming up, which. I have like always dab like once I found out that like Groundhog Day was like a mega holiday and wherever it takes place I, I I don't know the state and that the fact that like the groundhog has has like a name and has like a fan club and literally people just take off work on Groundhog Day if I don't even or it's wherever it is is it Philadelphia I I, I don't know but and it's like a whole thing and people just get smashed. I'm like, you know what? That actually it sounds like a really great holiday to just get bonkers drunk and celebrate Phenuxtable Phil or whatever his name is. And I just think it's so funny that this that this little this little rat in the ground, this little chubby rat, gopher, whatever mole rat, whatever the hell it is, groundhog, has such a big day and he has such a big a such a big responsibility, but that that responsibility is fake, and I didn't know it was fake until recently. I didn't know that it was already predetermined that winter is going to be longer or not. And is it? It's a. It's a joke. Is it? Is is winter ever not long? Like, does he ever see his? I don't know which way it is. Does he see the shadow? Does he not see the shadow? I don't know. I honestly didn't plan on going on a rant about Phenuxtable Phil, but here we are. I don't even know if that's his name, but he sounds like a cool dude. 
and he gets I, so I don't even know why I went on that rant but hopefully I don't I don't know so in probably in a couple of weeks I'm going to be over the snow but at least for right now it's good for me and so it's 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 mid-January right okay so it's mid-January and um for for those who actually don't know me personally um I I live in a two-family house or two apartment building house um my immigrant grandfather and my aunt who my my entire dad's side my 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 dad's family are immigrants from Italy um and they all most of them came over here we still have a lot of family back in Italy and I live on the sec I live in the second apartment and my grandpa and my aunt live on the first literally every we've had so many people live up in the apartment that I live in now from my both my aunts my my brother lived with my me and my brother lived together my sister lived here my cousin two of my cousins have lived here like We've all just, we've just have co- cohabited this place. And next door is my, is my grandpa's sister. And then two houses down is my other grandpa's. I'm telling you, it's straight out of my big frat Greek wedding. There's trays of bread brought over. There's constant food, I, noodles. I had fresh noodles the other night. You name it. I mean, and that's, thank, thank, I just love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. My grandpa can be extremely bullheaded and it is January 16th. He wanted this, one of those lights, one of those Christmas lights that, that shine the little, it's basically like the lazy way you don't have to put up Christmas lights anymore. Those lights that you put in your front yard and shines all the little, you know what I'm talking about. You know, you know exactly what I'm talking about because everyone has them now. Pretty cool. They're great. But nonetheless, lazy way of not to put up lights. So he, once he gets something on his mind, um, there's no stopping him. And there's not a lot of like, for me, at least there's not a lot of like, um co- like conversation because he l- literally speaks fluent Italian English is and now that he's th- now that he's the age that he's at um it's basically understanding him just doesn't exist right so um besides the fact that the only time I can understand him is when he's either cussing or he's saying Jesus Christ that's the only time that I, I pretty much know that we're on the same page um but he has insisted that in his light is staying up so his light our um our Christmas lights are still up um, we're the only one on the block. He actually didn't put the Christmas lights up until January 1st. So, um, yeah, I came home and we had our Christmas lights up because he had been asking for this light and he didn't get it through December. So we're going to have it up now. And you know what? I'll, I'll be darned. It, it's a nice thing to fall asleep to every night. And it's a nice little reminder that the holidays are over and our Christmas light is still shining. Um so that that kind of was making me giggle. Other than that, um, yeah, I kind of wanted to dive in a little bit and chit chat about some some piep uh, some piep culture that was okay. So okay, you the show you that is first originally started on Lifetime and is now on Netflix and actually Lifetime canceled it after the first season and Netflix picked it up and now Netflix is going to be producing the second season of you starring Penn Badgley from Gossip Girl and Shay Mitchell from Pretty Little Liars and um it's funny because I've been like I I obviously watched it and was obsessed with it after I just I just love you know what I just love creepy shit and I love that I love the whole stalker thing. And I maybe I'm who isn't obsessed with Penn Badgley. I mean, he's absolutely gorgeous. He's so he's just so dreamy. But I'm I am loving like his reaction to all the fans. So basically what's happening is he has like not been shy about getting on social media and talking about why he doesn't understand everyone is so obsessed with Joe because he is a stalker. He is a killer. He is a menacer. And he was actually the first time I started seeing him like clapping back and he's doing it, I think in a very fun way, but I think a little bit undertoned is like some concern because I mean, I, I, I get it. Once you kind of sit back and um, think about the character and think about the show, I mean, he's stalking her. And even though he, and that's the thing, because we, we fall in love and this is my whole thing. Okay. I'm, I'm already trying to explain my stance before I even explain. So Penn Badgley plays stalker Joe in the show, you, and he runs into uh, the the lead character Beck in the bookstore that he works in and um he's it's this very like it is this ro- this this love story that happens but it's 
not what it seems. So he's, and I thought a really creepy aspect of the show was all of the social media that his character, it was strictly, he was doing all the stalking on social media. And now there was also some things that happened where he gets, he steals her phone and now is on the Apple, on the Apple iCloud and is still getting everything, all of her messages and emails. But he basically used Facebook and other forms of social media to stalk her, learn her routine, learn her fret, like learn everything about her and then actively place himself in her life so that they would happen to maybe run in each other to each other again. And do they do they? I don't know. I don't want to spoil spoil alert. They do. So, and you know, obviously I know people have watched it and people are still watching it, but obviously you can kind of connect the dots there. Um, when we have a stalker story and he's clapping back at people on Twitter going on about Joe and how they love Joe and his character. And he basically is like, what, like, what is there? He's like, am I missing something? Like, why are we romanticizing and loving? He's like, he was basically saying like how like disturbed he was. And, and I started thinking because this was a whole thing back when the whole uh, 50 shades of gray started, which once Tolkien, I loved, I read the books, literally read those books in like a day, like read a book a day, could not put them down, was obsessed. Everyone's like, they're just porn, they're just porn books. Well, no, no, they weren't. I mean, yes, the first one was extremely graphic and did it get me a little hot and bothered? I mean, yeah, I don't know who wouldn't reading that. But the second, it, it, it does turn into a story and I did like the movies, even though they were pretty shitty and cheesy. But when you have passion for and love for a franchise, you support everything they put out. And that's my M.O. Anywho, so there was that whole thing with Fifty Shades. Like, women want to be beat and women like that and na 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 na. And then the whole thing came out even before Fifty Shades when it was Twilight. You know, people were mostly men, like, lashing out on, oh, women, like, they just want to, like, it's controlling and weird and they like these weird, and it's, when when you get down to the bottom of it, men or whatever the 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 male gender who don't understand. Yes, is it weird that we are when you think about it, you're a, you know you're having feelings or you love the character who is a stalker and a killer. Um, yeah, because think about that in real life. So I started thinking about this too because one of my friends the other day, we were talking about just the whole dating thing, which I am not doing. And um, who has time for that? I don't. I literally don't even have enough energy to get myself through my own days, let alone to think about what the hell I'm going to say to somebody else right now. Um, so uh, what was I saying before I just went on that little <laughs> little outburst? Um, ooh, going back to you. What was I saying? Being so- Oh, yeah. Like when you I so I was talking to my friend the other day and I, you know, talking about the whole meeting people and how like she... I guess I just don't think of like there are creeps out there and I'm still I think a little naive to the fact that just because I feel like somebody has an Instagram and you can see their pictures and whatnot doesn't make them a creep but my friend was like basically told me that I need to give every single person that I ever go out on a date with, give her her, her, their first and last name so she can search them on Clerk of Courts, which I, oh gosh, I'm so sorry about that, a little wine spill. I have never done that before. I, I honestly didn't know how. I guess I'm not in tuned to that whole world. But it really like made me think. I was like, oh my God, am I really gonna have to start? Like, yeah, I need to start looking at these people's backgrounds because or, or she was also telling me how this podcast she was listening to like there are stories of girls that are like being found held hostage because they've met I guess this I I know this has always happened like Megan duh there's always been creeps on the internet there always will be creeps on the internet but damn I mean when you really think about how much we put out there and who we put out there and all of our locations and tagging it's like Lee it's creepy it's creepy And I just, I thought it was so, I just thought it was funny how he was like, and all like all of this, he said was just going to charge him to just to play him even more messed up and even more. But what he was saying, I, I watched was, I don't know if it was a video or like an Instagram story of Penn Badgley's like, he was saying like, that's not love. Like, so he, he hopes that people and that women 
know or you know whoever men women know that like something like that is not love um the stalking aspect and him killing people that's 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 not love which honestly I feel like I don't know I feel like some people it's like a whole it's like a whole weird thing I think like when you when you think about it literally and then when you think about it in a show it's like but yeah we like get obsessed with these characters and we watch them do these crazy things in these shows but like what if that was actually like happening in real life uh yeah so I thought that was he's just been like all over it, it it's funny because like the show came out a while ago and then it just had this surge and now it got green light for the second season it's kind of had this pop but um he's been yeah he's like been all over social media so there's another thing that I actually found really interesting that I and I haven't really been on social media a lot recently. I'm I've, I'm actually as of this week have taken a huge step back from social media. I was getting so deep down the rabbit hole, um, literally like on my phone and then in my mind. So I have completely like I am unplugging com- pretty much completely. I I had I had to get on and say something about The Bachelor when I was watching it because oh my god I we I'll talk about that in a second but I've completely unplugged this week and plan to completely unplug for the rest of the week because I am telling you what I mean when you when you're personally like having some down days and then you find yourself scrolling and you find yourself watching and looking at everything that is beautiful and pretty and perfectly placed and perfectly edited in these these girls and these blah and everything or movies or people that you just don't even realize it and then I then I look down and two hours have gone by and I've done nothing but sit in my phone and then I'm feeling depressed I mean I had now you know obviously we go through things on a day-to-day you know day-to-day basis I always say week by week day by day really that's how you can take it um and I've been very open about how I've been going on I've really have been on this wellness journey for myself and um after being you know after going through you know relationship changes in the last couple of months and just now I'm having a lot more um I'm realizing there's I, I I have a lot more time alone with my thoughts which is can be dangerous and can be um, toxic and when you're alone with your thoughts and when then you're alone with Instagram and even though it's like a place to like blow off and I get to follow all of my I get to follow all of my reality stars and that's really why I like doing is I like seeing like love following the people on Vanderpump Rules and love following them and watching and love basically I get on so I can see what's going on on the Bobby the Bobby Bone show and watching this or whatever, like watching everything and spending more time literally watching and caring about other people's lives but my own. So I I have I get very I get very out of balance and I and I I have to pick myself back up and I have to do something like this where I have to unplug. I have to unplug because I'm spending too much time. Um, I've been too much time living in a negative space and I've have been doing really well of being present and being mindful and being able to check myself and being able to know that um there's you know there's times where I am going to have setbacks and that's you know setbacks are something that we're all going to experience setbacks you know I've been on this kind of change this new this new um life the last three months of and which it seems like it's been forever since you know change and anyways, I'm just I'm I'm starting to ramble and I'm not sure if I'm making sense. But what I'm trying to say is, is that, damn, like we will have like I had a huge setback last week. I felt like I was going absolutely nowhere. I felt stuck. I was digging down rabbit holes of Instagram. It was the first thing I looked at in the morning It was the last thing I looked at at night. I was looking through it all day while I was at work. I mean, it's it's sick because it's it's become such just second nature oh I have a break I have a second well I'm gonna look I'm gonna that's just what that's just what it's becoming and I mean for me for somebody like me um who already deals and struggles with a lot of that that you know negativity and like creating negative thoughts on a day-to-day basis which I'm 
like I've been working on, working on not doing that. Um, yeah, setbacks are going to happen. And I, while you're in the setback, it's freaky. It's freaky as shit because you're like, am I ever going to get out of this? That's how I was feeling a couple of days ago. I was like, oh my God, am I ever going to get out of this? Like, am I, and you have to just, you have to snap it out. You have to snap it out. So that's what I did. I've snapped out social media because I think that's a huge, can be a huge aspect. Um, but I saw that Sam Smith came out with a song that has the lyrics in it. Look what you made me do. I'm with someone new. I'm just going to like let that sit there for a second. Now, I'm no huge uh, Swifty, as they call him. I'm no like Tay Tay. Like I, I've had a love-hate relationship with Taylor Swift literally since like her the dawning of time. And when she first came out, I was like kind of into teardrops on my guitar because she came out first country and I'm a huge country gal. And then it kind of became a thing. And when she became a thing and when it just it, she just got to a point where I was on to her and I just wasn't. So now recent as of recent times, I've been all about her. I respect Everything that she has built, she has built a little, a literal empire. And I was watching, I haven't finished it. I started her reputation special, her, her special on Netflix. The, it was the last night of the U S tour in Dallas, Texas. It's the entire show, the, uh, the entire reputation concert. And I watched, I think I watched like two songs and, um, I'm 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 not gonna lie I love I love reputation I was really into um what was her last one 19 was it 1989 was that just her one before reputation that's when I really started to get like kind of like down and dirty with her but um actually I started getting down and dirty back with I'll tell you what sparks fly gets me turned sparks fly that was one that my friends and I we would just play um that was one of the ones I really liked I loved red and not the album not not the album but like the title track red from the album red I loved that song and then when I really started to just like go fuck you I love I love her music was into the woods and um wildest dreams and then I was just like I am so in it's insane and reputation gives me when I start reputation that that album it actually gives me chills. There's numerous parts in that album that give me chills, and that would be the last thing that I would ever expect coming out of my mouth ten years ago. I feel like how long has she been around? She's been around forever. Anywho, I started watching a little bit, and I'm actually excited to finish it because I was like getting I was getting full on chills, and I love watching people in the audience because I know how I am at certain concerts, but like. I, I guess I just like have never been maybe I would now if I would go to a concert but I've never been to a concert where I've experienced so much euphoria that I have actually completely started to melt down like it would flash to people in the audience and people are losing their fucking minds like sobbing and screaming and I'm like oh my screaming the words like and really just giving it their all I mean it's intense but so on that on on that note I'm just interested with Sam Smith like I I and who knows timelines and I and, and I'm not saying that he he copied I'm not saying that I mean he I mean Taylor's whole look what you made me do it's such a weird it's such a weird phrase and the way that it's sung in the song like look what you it's just it's it's a weird that it stands out and it sticks out and we've and that's never been something that we've heard and then for Sam Smith to come out later with look what you made me do I'm with someone new. It's just people were getting kind of heated on Twitter and they've had weird stuff in the past where like there was a tweet about into was it 2000, 2017 where somebody had posted like Sam Smith has more talent than like something Taylor Swift with like a GIF or I didn't say GIF a GIF. I, I say GIF. I think it sounds it sounds it makes more sense to me than saying GIF. I feel weird saying GIF. Anyways, he he um liked it so people got really kind of freaky with that and then um her fans obviously I mean anyone's fandom comes at people with like death threats like fandoms are insane and there are whack ass people who will 
then like come at certain celebrities and like threaten their lives and I'm like okay you need to like calm you you need to actually calm down I mean now don't get me wrong there's times where like I see stuff that makes me so mad that I like lose my eyesight and I start to boil and um, I see red um so like I get it but I don't think I'm ever gonna literally like tweet at a celebrity and like threaten their life like, I'll troll a post or two, but I'm not threatening life. Because, like, that shit can track back to you. Like, what are you doing? Anyways, I just think it was it was just very interesting to me because they were very public. They were very public and together and friends and same with her and Ed Sheeran. And I thought I heard something the other day about there was possibly drama with Ed Sheeran. I don't know. It makes me sad because, and I'm not saying, I still don't really agree... I'm still on the fence with Taylor. I love the music and I love the message. And honestly, I think I'm not sure whose side I'm on when it comes to when it comes to Kanye and Kim and Taylor, because you're taking two sides of some of two of people who are. You don't want to you don't want to mess with in the industry. You don't want to mess with Taylor's team. You don't want to mess with Kim's team. You don't want to mess and say things and do things and make them look away. And I mean, with either side. So I know that there's things that are done on both camps that are shady. You have to. You have to. I mean, I know that Taylor has this and I get that she's. I don't know. I this is actually one of my life dramas as I struggle back and forth with who I think Taylor really is. And it's like, who the fuck cares? <laughs> who cares? But this is the stuff that I think about sometimes. And honestly, it's distracting and makes me happy. Ergo. But um, yeah, I think everyone should. If you if you like Taylor Swift and you haven't watched her special on Netflix, I think you should because I like it was it was given it was giving me some like hella feels. <gasps> oh my god. Okay. I watched it. I finally watched the teaser trailer for Game of Thrones. The final season. It's the final season. I actually, I like, can't, I can't believe it. I watched it and I actually just watched it tonight and it was getting me so excited. But it, 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 the music and seeing them. So it was, it was teaser trailers. When, whenever you see anything that is saying that it's, that it's a teaser trailer or that a teaser trailer has been released, you got to go into it. And, and if you don't and, and if you already know this and you know this but I feel like there's a lot of people who don't like those teaser trailers it's exactly what it is it's literally going to show you absolutely nothing and just get you even more jacked and even more like what the hell is going on but in the teaser trailer we have um we have Jon Snow we have Sansa Stock and we have Aya Stock and they are walking in the in the cat I'm, I'm gonna call them a catacomb because I know that that's where they buried dead people in France and there's a bunch of skulls. But it's like in, they're walking in the caves underneath the um, their kingdom or castle or whatever. I don't know the actual phrasing. I'm just going to talk and just try to explain it. And where they have all of like the graves. So it's like it's like a, it's a grave, um, whatever they're called, a, a mausoleum type thing where everyone in their family who's died, they have like their statue. And I'm I'm assuming they probably have the bodies or whatever they have of the bodies or something. Um, and so we see them all walking very slowly one by one. We we the, the camera pans to the face at the beginning of the teaser trailer. We see a little feather. We see a feather. And I think that was supposed to now I haven't dove in deep into like everyone tearing, tearing it apart and trying to analyze it. But I f would immediately think that that was something representing like Bran and his whole raven role. Um, and then we get to the end of the cave and where we see where we've seen and they're walking through and they're there's their mother's Catalan or Catalan and then there's Ned Stark and we're hearing um their we're 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 hearing as the audience lines that they're that they've said in the past that these characters have said as we're walking past their their grave and we hit the end of the cat end of the cave excuse me end of the cave and the characters look up and there's three other statues there's three other stone statues and it's of Jon Snow, Arya and Sansa and 
first of all, I immediately was like, no, I'm scared that people are dying. And I know that people are dying and I know that main characters are going to die. This show has never shied away from anyone being killed off. And I'm just, I'm scared. I'm scared. I love everyone left. I'm absolutely obsessed with everyone for different reasons. Obviously, I would do anything to meet Amelia Clark. I think Daenerys is one of the greatest... I, 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 it's, it's hard to say. Like, I can't even say one of the greatest female... Because they're all in the show. Lena Headley, who plays... Um, Cersei, sorry, it's taking a second to come back to me. I need to slap myself around a little bit. Who plays Cersei? I mean, even, I mean, even Arya and, I mean, all the characters. These characters are have just been absolutely incredible. But I'm scared. I'm scared and I don't, I don't, I don't know. But I don't think it's going to be good. And I'm scared of who's going to die. Is everyone going to die? Not everyone can't die. We have to have somebody on the throne. Who is going to be on? Who's going to be on the throne? The Iron Throne. I I don't know. And I'm not going to make any. I, I will say this as somebody who is obsessed with television, is obsessed with movies, who is obsessed with analyzing and um, and I don't want to say critiquing. I'm not critiquing, but I'm just saying what I what I like, what I enjoy, what I dislike. Um, really, just honestly breaking it down in every aspect. I am not good at predicting. I'm not good at predicting, and I think it's because I'm not I'm not focusing on that. I, I and I think I'm watching it more so from a care. I don't know. I it, and I, it makes me so mad because I feel like people like. I feel like all my exes in the past have been able to like literally when we're like watching something be able to like tell what's gonna happen now if it's obvious duh but if not like if we're I don't know and it's it drives me batty because I want to know everything about I want to know I want to know it all so that's one thing that I just can't do so I I don't know who's gonna be on the iron throne I have a feeling I I don't think Jon Snow's going to die again. He already died once. They brought him back. I it's it's a little overkill. Like he almost died like at the end of this I just don't think him dying would be I don't know. I so I don't think he's going to go. I'm not sold on shit. I don't know if if all if all the Stark if the if the remaining Stark kids. I I don't know if they're all going to make it. And then I, like, haven't even gotten into Tyrion. Like, I would die if Tyrion died. I mean, he's been one of the, he's been a fan favorite since the beginning. I mean, there's, this is one of those shows where you literally fall in love with absolutely every single, every single one on it. Even people that we hated in the beginning. I love Jamie Lannister. I love him. And honestly, I think Cersei is phenomenal. She's, her, her character, it makes you feel things that you, so much, I mean, she evokes emotion. Everything in this show has evoked emotion. And that's why I think it's one of the absolute greatest shows. Because it's just, as a whole, it's solid. From production to, I mean, from, I mean, when we're, I mean, it's coming from the books. But from production, from, I mean, I mean, the can't, can't even talk about like the co- like the costuming is absolutely insane. The detail in the costuming is uh, now I'm just now I'm getting into literally like I I can I can feel people starting to their eyes are starting to shut. I'm starting to talk people to sleep and and so you know, just kind of nerding out for a second. But I cannot wait. So that is April 14th. That is when the premiere starts and it can't come soon enough. I feel like it's going to be here before we know it. I another show that I cannot get enough of and I've actually done the typical Megan move where I've put a big halt on it because I know that I'm coming up to the last couple of episodes and I don't want to go through a literal depression when it's over so I'm trying to space it out and I'm trying to space it out because I want to retain more of the shows I I heard something on the Bobby Bones show the other day that the fact that we're binging these shows now it's it's like less enjoyable for us because instead of getting we're not we're not retaining the little bits and the little things from the episode when we have an episode we get to think about it all week or for a couple of days and we're watching just episode after episode and just finishing these shows i mean i've watched so many shows and it's just kind of like i don't know that that does make me 
kind of like, man, that they're so disposable now. Like shows are just so disposable. And I feel like we're just, I'm just always trying to find my next fix. I'm always trying to find my next show. And luckily I think a bunch of stuff is going to come out um, with like the new seasons here shortly. I cannot wait for Glow. I cannot wait for the second season of It's the End of the Fucking World. If you haven't watched either of those, get on Netflix. If you're male, female, for both of those shows, it won't matter because there's elements in both that it's it's just good for everyone. Um, I don't think I've ever I don't have I ever talked about it's the end of the fucking world on this podcast. It's a an actual it's a, it's it's a British dark comedy. It's on Netflix. There's one season. They're thirty minute episodes, so I they're they're like you know the typical like twenty seven I think on Netflix. It's really good. And I, I enjoy British humor and I enjoy um, dryness and I and I enjoy the and I, I enjoy the funniness that comes with their just um, their their lingo with like Brit lingo and Brit humor. I, I like it, but it's actually really good. And it's about a kid who believes that he's a serial killer and he's going to try to kill his first person. Um, and it's this girl that he like it's like his first girlfriend and he's going to he's decides that he's going to try to kill her that be his first human um so it's really good and I that second season's coming out so it's a lot of stuff that I cannot wait for okay so let's just get deep down dirty into it the bachelor this week if you don't watch the bachelor apologies a tip of the hat to you you might want to fast forward a teeny bit or if you want to like listen and hang out and just like enjoy then like be my guest the bachelor this week I was watching it and I even though I'm in my social media blackout, I had to go on and story about, I don't know how many times I actually legitimately put my hand over my face, like put my hand over my face. My stomach felt like I had butterflies, like I was getting embarrassed and was getting nervous. So one, okay, so we have the first, it was like the first group date, the first group date. And I I hate these. I hate when they do like these weird like performance ones. There was one season, I think it was Nick Vile's season where they all had to go on and like do a talent show and do a talent. And that was cringy. And this one where, um, so we have, they're like ABC must be just rolling in it because they actually have really big special guests on, at least on this episode. So Nick Offerman and Megan Malawi, um, who, if you're like, who the hell is that? I don't know names. So Nick Offerman is from Parks and Rec. He's Ron Swanson. And Megan Malawi is from Will and Grace. She plays Karen and also is on, I mean, they're both on numerous other things. They have, I believe, do they have a show now together? And then, one, they're married. They're actually married in real life. And Megan Malawi played um, Tammy. Was it Tammy number one on Parks and Rec? He was <laughs> just like, overly sexual and like Ron like cannot just cannot like turn away from and then he turns into this alternate this different man with like corn when they get together anyways I think they're hilarious they were like the guests like on the date and they were like emceeing this night where everyone was going to be telling stories of their first which one is like I instantly was thinking to myself I'm like what story would I even tell like trying to think of something funny or witty or so that was what they did and then everyone's like off writing in their notebooks and then of course we start to have this is where we really start to have a couple bitches really just start shining so I originally was saying how Kath was her name Catherine the one who stole Colton like four times I originally deemed her our villain but I'm not gonna lie I think we're gonna have a villain I don't think she's gonna be I think Demi is gonna Demi I knew Demi was obviously gonna be annoying as shit from the beginning really great tv but just annoying as shit but after the whole like Catherine had very vibes of like crystal from last season who is now like marrying goose from they were on bachelor in paradise and now they have their own youtube anyways she was giving me very crystal vibes like <laughs> kind of there but demi is just full-on in your face 23 thinks she is like this se- i'm telling you she is an over sexualized 45 year old woman in a 23 year old's body I'm telling you imagine it from deep Texas just just this a 45 year old who just wants to bang every young that's what she's coming off to me as so they're on this day so so the first group date was was cringy enough they're all up on the stage telling stories Demi gets up on the stage and like starts to do this thing and then like 
throws her book down and basically says and runs up and walks off the stage and goes up to kiss Colton and everyone's just like pissed and she was like that's the first time I, I honestly don't even remember what she said I just remember watching it and just cringing and then we had Catherine and Annika who were like fighting and Annika is the one who was talking about the bitches and was blowing blowing the whistle with the scuba dive mask and interrupted Colton and Catherine She's, like, up on stage talking about that. And I was like, that is so producer contrived. Like, you're really going to go up on stage for a first and you're going to talk about the first time that you saved somebody from... Like, that, like, made me... That made me mad and made me cringe. I was like, you have no... Like, your shelf life is going to be gone here soon, sweetie. The producers are using you and you have literally no other storyline other than being the one who just keeps egging on. Being, like like, the voice of the house, which, let's face it, no one likes and you never win. So that was like the whole first date. Um, who got the, oh, yes, the old, like the cougar. And then she's like not even that old. I think she's like 31 or 32 and she's the really pretty redhead Elise. She got the first date rose because she was like very confident and went up there and told Colton that she would teach him a thing or two. And he liked that. So first rose for her, go her. She's really pretty. And I liked, I liked her little thing. Okay. This was like the cringe of all cringe fest. So Hannah B, Miss Alabama, with a big old mouth of teeth that looked like she popped in that morning. She got the first one-on-one. And there's, like, this whole backstory with her about how she's extremely self-conscious and always has been. And when she, like, gets in her head, she's, like, destructive. And they get on this date. And it's the one where it's, like, the awkward hot tub, like, out in the middle of nowhere. And you're like, okay, so, like, let's just take off our clothes. Like and get in this hot tub that's not surrounded by anything and like they always have like a little like partisan or whatever they're called where they like the girl like steps behind and takes off her clothes I would feel so awkward doing that at first like taking my clothes off with just like nothing around and getting in a weird hot tub with literally no backdrop that just one sends chills down my spine two they get in this bathtub or not a bathtub a damn hot tub and Colton is like, let's each, oh no, this is before they get in the hot tub. They're sitting underneath like this canopy, once again, sitting underneath a small canopy set up literally in the middle of nowhere. And he's like, let's make a toast. And he like goes first. And then he's like, okay, now Hannah, it's your turn. Like whatever, make a toast. And she like doesn't and like keeps like backpedaling. And it's like, like, I don't know. I don't know. And it's like laughing and would just like, doesn't say anything. And then they're both sitting there. And I like, I thought it would stop and then, then it kept going on and then I even saw her like look out like she was almost looking at like production and then like looked down and was like I, I don't like and I was like okay this is so awkward and going on for way too long if you don't know how to put together a damn cheers like have you ever not said like here's to me here's to you here's to sluts and something's too like have you not said that I can't, can't can't can you not just say you know cheers to this beautiful day cheer like make it just as piss poor generic as possible here's to today here's to you and me here's to like here's to our beginning here's to being open and honest and enjoying this journey bam I mean it could be anything as long as it has the word journey in it because we all know how ABC's wet dream is the word journey and you can't say are you like can't say this process you can't say the process you have to say journey on the bachelor and they will literally stop and make you refilm the scene if you say process you have to say journey so on the journey that was so horrifyingly awkward and then like Colton was obviously not into it and then it even like continued she was about, she, homegirl was not about to get a rose. And then even on their dinner date, when she like opened up, it still was like not, it was so awkward. And he would be like, yeah, so thank you for that. And she would just be like, yeah. And sm- I, I, I don't know. She's, she's gonna, but she's on, she's gonna hang around for a while. And I know that for a fact, just because we, we see her in all of like the trailers, but um yeah okay Billy Eichner was on the second group date and Billy Eichner is a comedian and he has been in American Horror Story the past couple of seasons um of course once again like I don't think any of these girls knew who he was and he like made a comment about how he was trying to guest star on the Connors but he got that job instead which I thought was hilarious and was I'm sure it was 100% true 
Um, but that second date was like weird. I think they did like they went to camp and they were separated into two teams and had to like participate. I think I like looked up and I was pr- I get distracted as I watch, but I think at one part they were um like canoeing down like a stream. I don't know, but they were in those. They sometimes give them these really dumb ass outfits, and they're in like God. They have to get in like these. I don't they're camping outfits, whatever. And I honestly didn't even really care about that date. It was not, it was not that good. And, um, and yeah, um, if I have to literally watch like, okay. So as I said before, I was not a big fan of Colton. And then he did melt the ice around my heart for him. I think he's super sweet. I think he's very genuine. I think he's a really good lead and he's doing a really good job at like creating conversation that actually makes sense. And that is sweet and when I just keep saying the word genuine like he's really good at engaging with the women and like getting them to talk or like coming up with conversation topics that are actually just like interesting to watch um and and he's just very into them when they talk and he's not being creepy I don't know I'm totally about him the only thing that we need to like stop pause and think about is he I am so creeped out by the way that he kisses it's anyone who like is Frenchin right out the gate and I said this on Instagram and I'll stand by it I'll say it now I'll say it till I'm blue in the face till the day I die anyone who like I I I remember some of the most horrifying times when like I went to kiss someone and they just like it's just tongue just straight tongue right out the gate and like you catch your off guard and then like you're trying to like you're trying to get in the groove and like you can't get in the groove then it's weird and then like you're just trying to match the aggressiveness and like the like and like the like the tongue in of it he is straight like and his mouth doesn't open it stays really like really tightly closed but he's like still putting the tongue out it's a lot of lip it's a lot of tongue um, it's a lot uncomfortable for me, a lot uncomfortable. And, um, that needs to be fixed. I don't know if somebody needs to go in there, if we need to like halt, I know it's already done and over with. So, but I mean, before, if, if, if I was working on the show, if I was one of the producers, I would 100% be like, look, I need, like, I need to talk to you about something. Like we need to like, I I don't know if you and I need to like just hash this out right now, but like we need to, we need to take a pause and we need to fix this because it's coming off really um, reptilian like on television. It's a real reptilian um, look, feel. I'm not into that. I don't know many women who are. Apparently these girls are. I'm really, really passionate about that if you cannot tell. Okay, and then I put together my shit list for this episode, which is something that I'm going to go forward and do with all of the Bachelor episodes. I'm going to create a shit list. And maybe our shit list match. You know the shit list that you make in your head who you're like, can we just not? Okay, can we not? My shit list is Demi, Avi, um, Demi, Fun Fanny Debbie, who literally I think is like a 57-year-old menopausal woman inside of her body just trying to bang anything that walks. And just is like really, she's just really confident in like, has dropped many times about like doesn't care about like the older girls or what whatever she just she has no idea and ooh it's 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 kind of cringy she's number one um Tracy okay Tracy first Tracy Tracy needs to chill Tracy was the one who was so upset because Demi came in and picked up the first date rose and was like this is mine and of course Tracy had to be the girl now in this episode to pull Demi aside and can I and like they always walk up with a drink and they're like um can I like talk to you for a minute <laughs> and then they they're like and then the other girl's like sure like what she goes okay so I just and they always start it like this okay so like I just wanted to come and talk to you because I would rather just like say it and just get it off my chest and just like come face to face because I you know that's just how I am but and then they go into this like just horrifying lament about why the other person is in the wrong and how ev- and then and then they always do this and I just like and we just I I think everyone just feels like, and it's like, whoa, okay, so everyone's talking about me? That's what I would do. I'd be like, okay, so the whole house, and that's probably why half those girls or guys get off on it. They're like, all right, the whole house is talking about me? Cool, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. But Tracy was that girl. I'm like, don't be that girl on the show that, like, has a flag to fly and is like, well, I just, I just don't, I don't like what she's doing, and she's not, she's being disrespectful of everyone's time. Don't be that girl. Oh, that gives me the cringe. You're not going to win, Tracy. Your eyebrows are terrible. 
Okay, so Tracy's number two. And then Anyaka, whatever the hell her name is, who has her beef with Catherine. Like, I'm over her. I'm, like, over her whole thing. I forget what she did to piss me off in this last episode. I didn't write it down. But she's my third on my shit list. So that's Demi, Tracy, and Anyaka, whatever her name is, is the shit list for this past episode of The Bachelor. Hope our list match. They probably did. Oh, if anyone else is a big Bachelor, um, Bachelor, Bachelorette fan, I'm totally obsessed because Caitlin Bristow and Jason Tartik. So Caitlin Bristow was on The Bachelor and then was the, was the lead Bachelorette, I think, for season 11. Um, she didn't end up with, well, she was with Sean. They just recently broke up after three years, which was actually really sad. Um, and so now she's actually gone on a couple dates with Jason, who was, um, I think he was, was he in the bottom three for Becca season? So they've been on um, a couple dates, and I think it's super cute. I'm following them on their stories. But I just thought I would drop that little news egg there if anyone cared. Um, Mike. Mike Sorrentino from Jersey Shore. He has turned, finally, he has turned himself in for his sentencing. He is going to, he started his prison sentence, which I'm telling you what, if there's one man who has turned his life around, it is Mike. It is the situation. He is hawking product on Instagram. He is turned into him and his wife and his positivity. I mean, he's going to come out and honestly, if he doesn't write a book, if he doesn't come out of prison or if he's not writing a book in prison, that's what I would do. If I went to prison for nine months or eight months or however long he's going, I would straight up write a book. He's come out of drug. He's coming out of drug addiction. He's coming out on the other side of being in prison and he's coming out. He's completely turned his life around closer to God, married his high school or his college sweetheart. I mean, the man is literally, he's, he is profiting from this. But I saw that. He finally turned himself in. I was waiting for him to do it. Not, I'm not, like, he wasn't, like, he was holding out. But there's a time when I think you have to start or you get time before you actually have to go in and start your sentence. I, I honestly don't know the ins and outs of having to go to prison. Um, never been to jail. Never been to prison. Hope to never go. You know, knock on wood. Knock on wood. Um, Okay. So let's chit chat about, I'll briefly touch on Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club. I don't know if anyone's watched it. I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little scatterbrained with it. I'm not sure how I feel. Um, so Lindsay Lohan has now opened up. This is one of her clubs that she has opened up overseas. She has one in, I believe she has one or two in Greece. Um, I believe there's one going up in Dubai. There is, I don't know if there's another one, but she is now doing like she's creating her empire, her nightlife empire. Because she said, people used to give me a hard time of being in the clubs, so I just decided to open my own. You know what? You go, Glen Coco. You go, Lindsay. You go, Lilo. So she's opening up this beach. She already has it. She has her beach house. Um, and she has her business partner, Panos. And Panos is this, this swift-talking um, Greek who you can barely understand. And he's all about money. He's all about money. And he, he doesn't care. He doesn't care about it. And, and I'm, not, I'm not doing his, his accent justice, but you get the picture. So there's them, and they bring in all of these brand ambassadors. So they're calling them VIP hosts. So they're not servers, but they're... But they are, but they aren't, but they're taking care of VIP guests. And literally all they say is like sell money or sell, 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 money, 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 sell more, sell more. They're trying to get them to upsell drinks and stuff um, during these work days. And I'm just, Lindsay Lohan is like scary because like the last time that I like heard of her, she was going live on Instagram and was like chasing after like a Muslim family saying that the children are kidnapped. Um... So, yeah, I don't know if you all, like, understood that, but she was going live running after a family um, saying that the children were kidnapped and that she started speaking in, um, what is, did she start speaking in Islam? I, I don't, I don't quite remember the details, but I do remember it was quite horrifying. And now here we are. She's a little weird. She's, she's, she's not all, something's off. Like, she seems kind of, like, with it, and then she seems extremely bossy, and when anyone tries to talk, she's like, I'm your boss. Stop talking over me. I'm your boss. I'm your boss. Like, I'm your, and she just keeps dropping these weird, like, boss lines, and I, it's very uncomfortable, and then Panos is, like, yelling at the, like, the brand ambassadors the second they get off the van. He's like, you're late, you're late. And it's like, okay, but, like, production drives them, so, like, it's not their fault. It's just, 
I'm so obviously watching it because I'm 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 going to be hooked and like there's god I'm, ha- I'm not even gonna get into like the, there's one guy on it who this past episode I've never watched somebody on television who was more he's like this he's this big peacock probably has a small wiener who works at the win in las vegas and he basically he he calls himself the waitress slayer because he sleeps with all the waitresses and he's like a disgusting despicable human but he thinks he's really amazing but i honestly he's the most self insecure person i've ever seen in my entire life um so he's he's a great he's a great part of the show um so yeah it's it's very interesting I, I, I mean, Lindsay, she has a, it's, it's a huge beach resort. I mean, it's huge. There still really isn't a lot laid out with the show. I'm not really, really sure what's going to go on, but, um, I mean, Lindsay is kind of wacky and like they sit, they basically what the show is consists of is like the kids and I call it not the kids, but the, like the VIP, like ambassador, brand ambassadors, like at their villa getting drunk and then they go and get dropped off at like the, like the beach house and they all just literally it's like chaos and they're literally just running around and like trying to get guests to buy drinks and then like Lindsay's sitting in a cabana with like Rob Sheppy who's her makeup artist who's one of like the Kardashians main makeup artists and it's just like sitting and watching and like they're it's it's very weird I think those are my parting thoughts on it very odd very 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 odd um wow what else what else what else so I think what I wanted to do to kind of end this episode it's been a little bit time has passed but for anyone who's this might have been the first time you've listened to an episode which I hope you've enjoyed or if you're just if you've been one of my lovely listeners who has continued on this journey with me I kind of wanted to just touch back on Mad Yet Mighty um and where the title and where it has come from and where it started from. Because I was kind of thinking, I was kind of going through my thoughts as I do. Uh, the, when I was kind of in my, in my the, the days that I was feeling set back a little bit. And I was kind of thinking about everything and like the podcast and really wanted to just touch back on Mad Yet Mighty and for anyone who's like joining and is like, what the hell is Mad Yet Mighty? What does that mean? What is this podcast about? And I really just, so Mad Yet Mighty, as I was thinking about it the other night, thinking about it again, it really just every single time, I mean, it came to me because, um, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to create a place for me to just kind of come and dump my head and dump with my passions and my loves, which is TV and film and movies and pop culture and just really storytelling and talking and um, sharing. I feel my most self when I'm talking and sharing my view and my story and or not even my story, not even my story, but my things, my experiences, my, yeah, my, my story, things that have happened to me. And really like Mad Yet Mighty came from the fact that like, I mean, I've been very open and I will continue to be a very open advocate of um you know mental struggle and you know there's been times where my like I say my mind makes me mad it makes me literally feel like I'm going mad because sometimes I can't control it whether it's for good or whether it's for bad um, whether I get spiral and or I'm spiraling in my mind and I can't control but at the same time the way that I am and it's still that that still makes me that's what makes me mighty like those same things that I struggle with that we all struggle with the, like the madness the the mad parts about us are the parts that make us mighty and that make that's what you know makes me me that's what makes you you that's what makes us mighty and I feel like we all can identify with both of those words um, we all can find things in both of those words. I feel like my mad and my mighty has shaped me into the woman that I am today. And I continue to hope to 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 go and to use my mad and my mighty for good and to share and to connect and to make people feel, to make you feel something, whether it's a laugh, whether it's a a pang of, oh my God, I feel the same way. Oh my God, this I I so 
that's just to kind of like, I just wanted to touch back on that. I think it was important for me and it was important for, you know, anyone listening. Um, and at the same time too, like there, there are things that we can be absolutely mad about that like aren't bad. Um, but yeah. So on that note, thank you so much for listening to, to another episode of Mad Yet Mighty. I've enjoyed my time with you. I hope you've enjoyed your time with me. Um, if you have enjoyed this episode and want to listen, please go back and listen to previous episodes. Um, there's a couple to choose from. You can listen on any pod, anywhere where you can listen to podcasts. You're listening right now, so I don't really even need to say that. Um, but if you want to follow me and sometimes listen to my random rants, that's basically what I do is go on rants on story. You can follow me at at Meg Kelsip. And I hope everyone has a wonderful, wonderful long weekend. Oh, my God. It's going to be so great. Have a wonderful weekend. And, um, yeah, I'll be talking to you next time.